Peace be with you. That's great. You got the response. <laughs> you might recall uh, the gospel last Sunday from the Gospel of John. That's how Jesus greeted his disciples after his death and then after his resurrection when they're in the upper room. He stands and says, peace be with you, not once but twice. Today we're hearing from the Gospel of Luke. It's the same situation that Jesus greets his disciples as the risen Lord in the upper room, and he says, peace be with you. Only in the Gospel of Luke, it's recorded the disciples' reaction. It says they were startled and terrified and thought they were seeing a ghost. And then Jesus says to them, touch me and see, because a ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you can see I have. And he showed them his hands and his feet. And so when he shows them his hands and his feet, what's he showing them? He's showing them where the marks of his crucifixion are, right? When he was on the cross. And so they see that the crucified one has risen. And then comes the real clincher. Jesus says to them, have you anything here to eat? And they gave him a piece of baked fish. He took it and ate it in front of them. And then they said, aha, it's Jesus. That guy was always eating. <laughs> and you think about it when you read the Gospels, when it mentions the tax collectors and sinners, where's Jesus having a meal with them? When it mentions the scribes and Pharisees, where's Jesus having a meal with them? When you got a whole bunch of people gathered on a hillside, 5,000, what does this Jesus do? Takes five loaves and two fish. They have more than enough to eat. And most especially, we remember at the Last Supper, when Jesus took the bread and said, this is my body given for you. And he took the cup of wine and said, this is my blood poured out for you. Do this in memory of me. And ever since then, followers of Jesus has been gathered around the altar, having this sacred meal in his honor, in his presence, and, and receiving in the Eucharist his very Eucharistic presence. When Jesus was talking about whatever you do for the least of my brothers and sisters, you do for me. He said, when I was hungry, you gave me food. Jesus is very much about food. That's how we know the Lord is real. Food, I think, became very real for us a year ago. You might recall, we had the shutdown, where everything was shut down. I would guess for many of us, the only time we stepped out of our house was to go to Myers. We went to go shopping, right? We, and, and, and all of a sudden, food, which we, it's so easy to take for granted, it's like, oh, we need to make sure our food source is there. We can realize how fragile food is for us, how much we depend on food for life. This Thursday is Earth Day. And Earth Day is, was first observed in 1970, so this is the 51st year. Of, it's a worldwide event to work and uh, to celebrate the Earth, but to work for, for the protection of the Earth's environment. Uh, 
It's a good day for people of faith to reflect on our call to be stewards of the earth. And this year, I invite you to especially consider the earth as the source of our food, whether the soil that produces our crops or the oceans and lakes that provide our fish. How do we protect and cherish the earth so that our topsoil can continue to produce food and not be washed away or depleted? How do we stop polluting our waters that poison the fish and other sea creatures? What can we do about climate change and the effects it has on our weather? There will be a lot written and said about Earth Day in the next few days. It's, it's you know, already started. I know in the, when I got the paper this morning, there's a whole section on Earth Day. And sometimes when you read about all the issues and problems, it can feel overwhelming. I encourage you to see if there's some step that you can take, some positive effort that you can make for the good of our Earth and for the people and creatures who live on it. Maybe it's planting a garden. I got anxious when I was at Horrocks last week, and I already bought some of the cold weather vegetables, but the forecast I see calls for snow, so I may hold off a couple extra days. But, but a, a garden is a great way to have your food very locally sourced, huh? Or if not a garden, perhaps supporting a farmer's market. Or cutting back on our meat consumption. Or trying to conserve gasoline by what we drive or how we drive or how much we drive. Maybe it's cutting back on the amount of plastic we use or trying to reuse those plastic bags and things. Maybe it's as simple as shutting off the lights when you're not using them. Reduce, reuse, recycle. That's a good thing to remember for Earth Day. It's a good thing to remember every day of the year. You know, or maybe just go for a walk this afternoon. Looks like a nice day. We are so lucky to live in Michigan, especially this time of year. Everything's greening up. You can see the blossoms in some of the trees. And, and just take a walk, or just at least look out the window, and just notice the wonder of God's creation. Take the time to thank God for it. Two weeks ago, on Easter Sunday, I invited you to renew your baptismal promises. I did it again last week at the 11 o'clock Mass when we had a baptism. And in a few minutes, we're going to be praying together the Apostles' Creed. And in all three of those cases, what are we saying? We started out by saying, I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. What does that mean to believe in God the creator? God who has created all there is on our earth. The oceans and the mountains, the forest and the prairies, 
the rivers and the lakes, the soil and all the living things on it and over it and under it. Let our belief in God the Creator be reflected in our actions on earth day and every day. May Jesus, our bread of life, help us to help make sure there is food for the world.